this coming Friday is Valentine's Day, a day in which people will be rushing to the stores to buy heart-shaped boxes of chocolates and flowers and cards to share with their loved ones. And in spite of maybe some people's uh, kind of hesitation at the commercialism around a, a day that's in fact named after a saint, I think all of us can agree that Valentine's Day has a nice poignant message, show your love to the people you love. I think all of us can get behind that message. However, when I was in grade school, I could not get behind that message. I'm not sure if it's still the practice today for our grade school kids or anyone in school, but when I was in grade school, it was the expectation that you would share Valentine's Day cards with your classmates. That always came with the great stress, at least for me, to figure out who am I supposed to share my Valentine's Day cards with. Do I share them with my friends only, or do I share them with all my classmates, even the ones who I do not enjoy all that much? Well, the answer came from my parents. You give them to all of them. You share your Valentines with everyone. And that caused a little bit of a challenge for me when I was in grade school. However, after maturing for a little bit and gaining a deeper sense of what authentic Christian love is called to be about, and looking back on that grade school experience of having to figure out you know, or having the, the courage to give my Valentines to even people who maybe drive me crazy. But there's a nice message in that practice, in that experience that I had, that many people have had, that I think gets to the heart of the lessons that we receive today in our scripture readings. These scripture readings that are all about living out an authentic life of love. I think there are two points in particular that we can draw from today's scripture readings on this fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time. The first point, the first lesson, is that authentic biblical love, and we're not talking about an abstract love, we're not talking about love that's uh, just kind of fleeting, or love that's merely on the externals, but a deep, authentic biblical love is a love that's not rooted in abstract details but it's rooted in the specifics. There's a specificity to the way that we're called to live out our lives of love. That's the first lesson we receive today from the readings. The second lesson is that authentic biblical love is not meant merely for the people whom we want to love, but it's meant for all. There's no category of person in our lives that should not receive from us the love that's specified for us in today's scripture readings. Regarding the first point, the point of biblical love being something that's specific and not abstract, we can turn to the first reading and the second reading that give us a little bit of details to work with in this regard. In the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, what did we hear? What was the challenge that Isaiah gave to the people of his time, the message that the Lord had given him to share with the people of Israel. What type of love did they have to show to their neighbor? Feed the poor. Welcome the oppressed and the homeless. Seek out the lost. Very specific details. Details and and actions that we would now call the corporal works of mercy. Feed the poor, clothe the naked, visit the sick and the imprisoned. 
all of these things that are very specific actions that enter into a person's life, that affect a person's life in a very intimate way. You know, the passage here from Isaiah isn't a message of just do good for the sake of doing good. That itself is a very good thing, to do good merely for the sake of doing good. Great. But the deeper message of the reading from Isaiah is that the love of God goes deeper than that. It's not just doing good for the sake of doing good. It's doing good for the sake of this individual for whom I am doing the good that they might know that no matter who they are, no matter what they're dealing with, that they belong to God. It's a love that gets to the heart of communion. Communion is establishing that relationship, that intimacy in which individuals come together in this unbreakable bond. That's the love that Isaiah is speaking of in the first reading. Enter into people's lives in a way that they feel God's presence by what you are doing for them. And that's basically, when we turn to the second reading, what St. Paul calls the mystery of God, right? In St. Paul's letter, he speaks of the mystery of God. And what is the mystery of God for St. Paul? The mystery of God is merely this, Christ and him crucified. That's the mystery of God. And that's also the mystery of love when we think about it. The love that all of us subscribe to in this church this morning is a love that's rooted in Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's a love that reminds us that God shares in our lives so deeply that he walked this life with us, he suffered for us. He wants this intimacy with us so readily that he gave everything for us. And he calls us to do the same for our neighbor. Then this leads us then to our second point that we can draw from the scripture readings. That second point being that our love is not merely for those whom we want to love. The love that God calls us to share is a love for everyone. And that gets to the heart of what the gospel passage was about this morning. In the Gospel passage, our Lord spoke of many different things. He spoke of a city on a hill, he spoke about salt, and he spoke about light. And when he was speaking about light, what did he say? Did he say your light should be enough that you should merely be able to illuminate one single room in your house? No. Did he say that your light should be so bright that it should illuminate two rooms in your house? No. What did he say? Your light should be so bright that it illuminates the entire house. And when your house is illuminated, the, the brightness of your house will then affect the, your neighbor's house, and so on and so forth. Unless you illuminate the house of your soul, the house of your heart, unless that's shining brightly with the love of God, then that light is not doing what that light was designed to do from the beginning. Your light is meant to go out to all corners of the earth without any conditions, without any reservations, encountering everyone that you see, not just the people around you, but even beyond that. That's how pervasive, how diffuse your light should be. You know, we live in interesting times. 
We live in a day and age in which some might argue that we are more connected to each other than we ever have been throughout all of human history. We can travel across the world. We can follow each other on Facebook, even if we're not in the same city or the same state as the person we're following. We can see our pictures on Instagram. We have a sense of each other. And I think that's true. We do have a strong, high connectivity in our present day, more so than we've ever had in all of human history. But the question that we have to ask ourselves is whether or not that high level of connectivity has also led to a high level of love, authentic, biblical, Christian love. As we approach Valentine's Day, you'll be rushing out to get your flowers, hopefully, your boxes of chocolates, your candies, your cards for your loved ones. But also perhaps on this day of the week, this day of the secular calendar that we celebrate this love that we're called to share with each other. Maybe we can reflect on this authentic, biblical, Christ-like love that we're called to have. This love that reaches out for the stranger, that seeks out the lost. Perhaps there's someone in your life who you have not spoken to in a while. Perhaps this Valentine's Day would be a good time to reach out to them. Perhaps you know of someone who's in the hospital or nursing home who has not received a visitor in quite a while. Perhaps this Valentine's Day would be a nice day to reach out to visit. You have the light in you. Do not keep that light under the bushel basket that you might have also. Allow that light to shine so that it might reach the destination it's called to reach, so that it might fulfill the mission that it's called to fulfill.